Hello. We're going. We're going right now. We're going in a new podcast studio. We're, yeah, recording from the new podcast studio. Dang shit. Down in the basements. And uh, that was put together for about 120 bucks. You put in work on this thing, though, dude. Not that much. But Only it's a awesome. couple of days. It's wonderful, though. Yeah, thanks. We've got a room. We've got it, like, uh, boarded off. Well, styrofoam what, what would you call it styrofoamed off, off. styrofoamed off <laughs> we took a styrofoam paneling and made a room basically out of it and then we tinkered with the audio and then we've tested it and it sounds really loud yeah so. and the reason why you're just hearing us assholes talk again is because we had a guest and we were um about eight minutes into a podcast with that guest eight minutes and 43 seconds yeah and uh and then her audio on her computer pooped out, and so uh, we just rescheduled, and we'll have her on in a few weeks. But it's unfortunate because honestly, I was relieved to have a guest, so we didn't have to sit here and talk again. Yeah, and uh, I could already tell from the first five minutes she was going to be fantastic. She was super friendly and like bubbly, and so I'm pretty excited to eventually get her back on. We're thinking the first full weekend in March. Yes, so. But, so yeah. so because of that, then we, we still have to put out content. We have to at least put something out. So you're stuck listening to us, but at least we get to try out the new studio. Yeah, the studio's great. The audio, I think, is better. I'm cracking a lot right now. Crack-a-lacking. But um, it's good. So if the audio sounds different in a better or less favorable way, and you want to let us know, you could reach out to us. If my voice sounds what you imagine angels singing sounds like, you probably want to let me know. And also, you're welcome. And you sound good. I'm thinking mine needs some tinkering. But but yours, we played back a few times, and it sounds phenomenal. Oh, so, so nice. So, yeah. But um, where can they reach out to us? Oh, we have an email. You can reach out to us at uh, recoveredafpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram. I was supposed to post a picture of my dorky swim goggles, and then uh, and then Amber ended up getting home late that night on my birthday. and then You just didn't want to do it. No, I did, but I wasn't going to take – I just cannot – I tried. I put the goggles on, and I took a few selfies, and I was like, what kind of man takes selfies? This is disgusting. You – no, you take them all. <laughs> Clearly the not. So yeah, but um, did we na- did we say what this is? Nope, it's recovered AF. Okay, it's a podcast. Yep. What do we talk about on? Well, it usually we talk about recovery. Although a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, we try to just talk about life. But the reasons why that Kyle and I have a life is because we've recovered from our illness. Yeah. Yeah. And even though we did that using a certain program. Yes. We're not affiliated with that, are we? No, hell no, man. Because uh, we can only do harm for those fellowships, and we would never want to harm the fellowships that saved our lives. Right. So basically, you and I did something that helped us get better, but that doesn't mean we're spokespeople or representatives of that that thing. That's right. We want those fellowships to live on for years and years to come, and uh, we don't want to any, do anything to jeopardize that, so we don't want you to think that we're speaking for those fellowships or we're repping those fellowships. We're not. Absolutely. So now that we got that cleared up, what's up, dude? Nothing, How's man. your noggin? Oh, man, dude. So, <laughs> I fell so hard. Um, <laughs> I wish I had a video of it. I fell so hard and fast that I didn't know what had happened until I was already on the ground and my head had already bounced off the pavement. On some ice, right? Yeah. You thought it was snow and it was actually ice? I thought it was just wet. Mm. I didn't even know. Yeah. And there was just ice. And so I didn't even have time to prepare myself or realize that I was on unsafe. Uh, Yeah. And you smacked your dome piece? Yeah. I fell back and smacked my head off the ground. And then I just rolled over onto my belly. And I laid there. I'm not even shitting you. I just laid there on the ice for several minutes because I could not get up. <laughs> Dang, dude. You probably got yourself a concussion, dude. dude. I had a headache for like two and a half days. That's a concussion, yeah, dude. Did was, you feel sleepy? Um, Just that night. Like, yeah. That wiped me out. That was... I had no energy left for that day. I had to finish the day, but I had no energy left for it. God dang, dude. Yeah, it sucked. And I couldn't... Uh, yeah, so I got some good sleep that night. I felt a little bit better, but I ha- I felt a little bit, almost felt a little hungover. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I had a headache, and then I still had a headache most of the day yesterday, off and on. And then 
Uh, today I got out and uh, finally got some exercise in. Nice, dude. And you go to uh, the gym or did you get go do some outside? I swam. You swam, dude. It was yeah. I was gonna run and swim. I might run later if the wind doesn't blow. Yeah. And this is what I realized though. I hear like other people on podcasts talk about all the time about how if they don't exercise for a few days they start to get squirrely or they start to have a you know irritable or mm. and i was like i don't really believe shit people say a lot and um man i was so restless and irritable last night and we went to a birthday party and ended up being okay and i got over myself but yeah. then this morning i was like fuck i got all this shit to do and i'm i don't have any time and da, da, da. when just killed a swim workout like i mean i put everything into it and then i sat in the sauna for 17 minutes wow boy it was like a reboot. Feeling good now. I'm a new man. That's awesome, yeah. dude. You've been putting in work too, huh, with the legs? Yeah, dude. And your fancy new... Dude, those shoes are sick. They're fucking dope. You huh? should put those a picture of those on Instagram because those are sick. They're a remake of the original Jordans that yeah. he wore in 85, but they're running shoes. They're pretty dope. Maybe I will throw a picture of them yeah. up on the IG, dude. The, the, world, the world deserves to see those babies. Yeah, they're pretty sick. But yeah, I've been running a lot. I got that, that half marathon almost two months to the day the half hitter yeah so i'm gonna fucking mash that sucker and then you and i are gonna do a marathon i don't think we've talked about this yet nope we guess it's official as fuck now we're gonna do a marathon in september is what we're hoping yep a fully yeah all 26.2 yeah dude and that'll be awesome now i'm just really nervous why (laughs) just because now it's like this is what happens you just this part of why we say it though is to hold ourselves accountable or at least i do yeah that's why i do it too so in in september if there's not a picture on our instagram of us two assholes finishing a marathon boy you just tell us how full of shit we are roast us yep but uh yeah so i've been running i put in i did a pace run yesterday so man eight minute miles i yeah that's cooking for four of them yeah because when you started out what were you at I was, A, I was having a hard time running two miles <laughs> without being exhausted afterwards, and they were like nine, nine and a half minute miles, and I was exhausted. Half the distance, a minute and a half per mile slower. Yes. And How long have you been running for? I like, think I, I mean, started right after my birthday. So mid-October, I think, is when Megan and I brought up the conversation of running a half marathon. Okay. So about four months now. Right. I've been running pretty regularly. Yeah. And it really probably November is when I actually kind of really started doing it, but the the wheels started spinning mid October. So and, and like about that, like so we talk like okay, so if you've never listened to this and you're like, Where are these assholes gonna talk about recovery? Maybe. But um <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I love that. Yeah. Um but also, man, we're trying to live full full lives and you know get as much out of this life as you know we're supposed to pack as much as we can into the stream of life every day yes and uh and so one of the things you know one of the ways clearly i really round out today is like exercise is absolutely critical to that in in my life right now but but so um that leads me to the question already is you were talking about um we i hear people on podcasts again i don't believe shit people say but i was talking about a runner's high and yes. those kinds of things but you experienced that yeah yeah a hundred percent like what is it it's more so like in the well a i, I want to explain because i thought a runner's high was bullshit as well i was like that's made up like people are just saying that and um nothing happens and and what i found is after a certain amount of time of actually putting in running and it sucking and my body hurting and aching and after a month or so of running those kind of go away the aches and stuff and then you kind of get to experience the goodness of it and and so for me it's just like a calming place and like you said yesterday i ran it was 32 minutes was all you know and but i cooked it for four miles and um afterwards i felt euphoric like almost like a high almost like it's like a runner's high like euphoric i felt great my body felt loose my mind was clear um i hadn't exercised in a few days because we got some snow this week and so like i got done and then it was like the rest of the day i felt motivated and the the unconventional thing for me is like i'm tired i'm exhausted I need to rest. I need to lay down. I need to just veg out. I need to do nothing today to get my energy back. And what I've found is the runner's high is like a a day long 
euphoria that makes me feel even more excited to engage in the rest of my life it's the paradox again and we deal with exactly. it in our literature you know we talked about it talks about you know you know cursing the the the, the man of faith is being you know weak or whatever mm-hmm. but you know paradoxically it's the way of strength yes and uh it's the same thing with this all the time i know exactly what you're talking about my mind tells me i need to shut it down i need to rest what i really need is some rest i need to let my body recover and uh i ignore that and when i ignore that and i go out and i get after it i feel so much better like i'm like so much i have more energy yes, not less 100 right? yeah. i have less energy when i sleep in and skip the workout and that just sets the tone for my day right but i just get out there and get the blood pumping and especially today you know having missing a couple of days because it really probably wasn't a good idea to me for no me i just I, it's so weird i just did not feel normal for a couple of days there but uh anyway i'm things are probably settled down today but man i mean i got after that one today because i also mix up those like with your pace running you like you go out and you do a shorter run at a at a higher exertion level yes and then the next time you go out and you don't run as fast but you run for longer correct yes yeah so the swimming is the same thing like i'll go out and i'll swim sets and uh, i'll swim like a a hundred a hundred meter sets like 10 of them at a really high pace and Mm -hmm. then 50s and then 25s and the next time i'll go maybe i'll stretch those out to 250s or or 500 meter sets right and then those ones the longer the set the slower the pace yeah and so i had a high intensity set rep set today and uh and then to top it off with that sauna Mm -hmm. man i was just i was so fucking irritable before i went right i'm like ready to kill life right now yeah and i think that's what i've found too is like i'm i'm a better this sounds weird maybe to to but like my experience is like I'm just a better person in general and I'm I'm not like this huge exercise advocate my diet's still spotty at best you know but like what I find when I'm exercising is um like I after after running I was motivated to go to a meeting and then I went to a meeting and I was able to engage there and talk to people and participate in the fellowship instead of sitting there hating it and then I came home and, you know, I was I was even friendlier and, and happier towards Megan. And, you know, I just, I've, I'm a better person when I'm kind of exercising. And yeah. that's what I've found. Well, you know, and so much of my life um, prior to getting clean was just completely unbalanced. My entire life, you know, because I was, my thing was opiates for the, you know, that was like, you know, if... Uh, you know, if I got if I got my way, I would have opiates. You know, mm-hmm. that's not to say that. Uh, you know, alcohol was like um, the girl that would always go to the dance with me, but she right. wasn't. <laughs> whereas opiates is you know the one I wanted to go to the dance with, and mm-hmm. so like because of its because of its physical addictive nature, that sort of added an, like maybe an element right. that I didn't experience as much with alcohol. But um, but because of because of that, because of the the mental and the physical, um, my entire life revolved around um procuring and using opiates and my schedule like amber would want to you know go like say go see a comedy show we did that Mm -hmm. i had to like check my dude's field dates or you know all of them and like try and schedule everything around that and so like my life was one tracked and everything mm-hmm. revolved around that and i had absolutely zero balance in my life right right and i'm sure it was the same with you when you were drinking like mm-hmm. what you did was drink and then if anything else happened cool right but what you were doing was drinking yeah it, exactly and really what was happening is like um i i didn't have the the fortitude to to follow through with stuff so I know I frustrated a lot of people in my life because I would I would make plans and have the best intentions of, of, of honoring those plans. And then what would happen is I would begin drinking in anticipation of doing doing something like that. And then fo- like following through with the rest of that plan kind of went to the wayside. And it's like, well, like the comedy show. I'd be like, dude, we're going to the comedy show. I need to pregame a little. Three days out. Exactly. And then what would happen is come Saturday, I the last thing I'm doing is going to the comedy show. Like for me, it's like, well, you know, it's not a big deal. I'll just figure out a different way to do it. And I'll let down my buddy Aaron, but he'll understand because like, you know, I was partying and like, it it won't be that big of a deal. And I would do that 
over and over and over again and uh, not have the ability to to follow through so yeah. but and yeah. so and so and so to that then like this exercise that we've been talking about is just part of that balance oh exactly um like the life i get to lead today uh, as a result of being recovered is that um Sometimes I get to go to comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get to go um, goof off, and I don't even want to consider skiing exercise. That's just a fun activity we get to go do. Right. Uh, sometimes I'm exercising. Um, sometimes I'm using my brain and reading and listening to books. Like mm-hmm. um, sometimes I'm doing the shit that my wife likes to do. Right. That I don't necessarily like to do, but yeah. like it's part of having a whole life today right absolutely yeah well and i was just i i chair a meeting at my home group one time a month um and i the topic i had i read out of the family afterwards where it talks about like the guy's gonna go one of two ways he's either gonna dive into his financial life or he's gonna dive into his spiritual life and and what i read and then just correlated it to as being out of balance and then my journey to kind of figure that out over the last four and some years is because it's like i and what i explained is like i i originally was like i gotta get my life back together and i dove headlong into figuring out my financial life and trying to get things figured out and then i had this nice spiritual experience that um then that was my thing and and i live my entire life in a way of like i'm all in on something or i don't want anything to do with it and over the my sobriety has been like this four year plus practice of like being involved in my spiritual life but also being involved in my work life and also being involved in my relationship and also finding a way to exercise and also find a way to grow mentally and and reading and you know like and like kind of still having fun and like that's there's no and what i said is there's no playbook for that you know there's no like two hours of this a day and an hour of this and two hours of this and that that's the sweet spot and so like part of part of the life that i get to live today as a result of being sober is like i get to figure that out and it's not overwhelming and daunting to the point that i'm like i don't want to do it i'm fucking afraid to even try does that make sense? Yeah, you, I just have to go with the flow with it, right? Yeah. Like, um, I have to say, okay, well, you know, like, I mean, I have the days that, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, usually Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I, I lift, and then the other days uh, I run twice, and, and I bike, and I swim one day, and, you know, that's pretty well set, but, um, like, uh, if I try and get any more technical like that, like, because um, I used to, I at first when I started, like, if I didn't get up and go do it right in the morning then it was fucked and i didn't get it done right and i I realize now that i can just go do it you know if it's the weekend i can go do it later in the day or one time on a friday i came home and i run up ran off friday night because i didn't get it in the morning Mm -hmm. and like it has to be you know in the in flow yeah it can't be like uh I can so structured <laughs> this well balanced life that's structured and that's got to be this way and then there's just no I lose all of the balance right to it, right if I'm trying to force things yes and a, and a big thing is like understanding that just because it is a certain way right now doesn't mean that like it's always going to be that way yeah. you know and all the so time. like for me the fluidity of like well, I got to be at work more than I want to right now. And that's part of it. And then there's times where it's like, I'm more, more involved in, in my recovery community and stuff. And, and, and then I'll go on an exercise kick and like, that's not a bad thing. And like the idea is like for me and I was doing a, I I was listening to a 10 step with someone who were pretty, where we hang out with a lot this week. And that was kind of what we were talking about is like, learning how to say no learning when like this isn't appropriate and understanding i don't have the time to take on another sponsee or i don't have the time to take on another project at work and like giving myself some boundaries but then understanding that there's some wiggle room inside of that yeah man uh learning how to say no is something i could never do before Mm -hmm. um 
to uh, the detriment of my time with the, the other people in my life, say like my wife and everybody like that. Right. I had a situation at work last week or, or the week before where somebody, had, um, one of my coworkers had appro- uh, approached me about being a mentor mm-hmm. for um, new employees. And I was like, I'll, I'm going to pass, but thank you though. And he's yeah. like, I think you'd be really good at it. And I was like, that's cool, man. And I'm, I'm willing to come here and show up and put in my time every day. And right. I'm not willing to do anything more than that though. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. And I think it's important to like, if that's what I'm being moved to do, to just move with it yeah. and like go forward. And like, if I don't think it's the time to, to be putting more, exerting myself more in my work life, then like just say no. I don't have to over explain things and have this lengthy story. Yeah. And my, my sponsor, Ty, used to tell me that all the time. Like, you know, it's okay to just say no. Yes. And not, and, and, and not explain. Yes. Yeah. And that, I was, so, it was a foreign concept for a long time. One thing that, um, Amy, not Amy survived the spinach, but Amy's transformation is amazing mm-hmm. episode is she says that, um, yeah, um, adults announce and children explain, right? You don't have to explain yourself. Exactly. You can just say no. Yeah. yeah. And that's like a hard thing to learn. And who would think that that's like a spiritual practice, but but for me, it's like the practice of deflating of self because I'm so self-seeking that I want everybody to like me and I want everybody to think I'm the best and everybody to think that I'm such a good guy. Mm-hmm. So I end up just saying yes because I'm a people pleaser and I want your approval. And then I end up... So self-seeking. Yeah, exactly. I do all of that. And then what happens is I end up not being able to follow through with all of yeah. it. And then then that's where I've placed myself in a position to be hurt. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so like just saying no or saying yes or knowing when is the appropriate time to do that, right? Like I wasn't... I wasn't actively looking for another sponsee and this week I got another one. You know? Suck. Yeah. So it's just like... And, you know... There's guys that I've told no over the last six months, but for whatever reason, like this guy asked and I was like, I think it's appropriate for whatever reason. I think this is the move is to do that. I haven't taken a guy through the work in in over six months because I have sponsees that are kind of doing the thing right mm-hmm. now. So it was just like, I'm going to, I don't know why, but I'm some saying yes, so do it. And I'm going to follow through and do it. And, um, you know, just kind of figure it out. Like, I guess I it's a for me it's okay to not have it so structured that there's no wiggle room, but also be okay with there is wiggle room if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes absolute sense. And let me tell you how I fucked this up too. The last time that I was in sobriety and maybe why I experienced that burnout so bad mm. was it was a bit of the perfect storm. So I self-disclosed through my employer that I had had a problem. And uh, so then I had to go um, meet with a SAP, it's called, mm-hmm. a professional. And then they diagnosed me and then they recommended um, inpatient treatment. Well, I told them, I was like, I have zero chance of ever stopping on my own. I, you have to lock me away. Mm-hmm. I cannot stop. Mm-hmm. And one of the few times I've been pretty honest about what was going on. And so I went to treatment and then the, and then they give me their recommendation when they get out. And um, I was unable to make the aftercare. So the recommendation that he had given was uh, seven meetings a week for a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. Wow. And at first that was all right. Um, but then what happened was I started to do the whole program and I got a service commitment and then I actually started sponsoring guys and I'm like, man, I can't go to seven meetings a week right. and sponsor guys and do service commitments. Mm-hmm. And so, but then like I started to learn how to do life and somebody suggested, well, why don't you reach out to him and see if he'll reduce it? And so then he reduced it to four meetings a week, you mm-hmm. know, but then I, I just went, I just went all in. Like I, I was the guy that you were talking about in the aforementioned reading mm-hmm. that delved into the spiritual life. Only I did, I, it, it started out with good intentions and spiritual intentions and somewhere along the line, I got all self-righteous about it and I'm doing it and I'm doing on a man, dude, I had service commitment three Saturdays a month. That's crazy. Yeah. So I had something going on three Saturdays a month and then I had several sponsees and then I had my home group and I was still going to three other meetings a week. Wow. And that's all I did. Yeah. It was such a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And I just kept telling myself like, 
I'm doing the deal. I'm this is what everybody should be doing, and I'm doing right. it right, and you're all doing it wrong. Until one day, I was like, I got to get out of here, man. I got to yep. start. I was like, I'm in too deep. What the fuck was I thinking? I've got to figure out an exit plan. Yep. And because I was in so deep, I think you know, like a lot of times they're like, you know, get some commitments, right? Right. But then I was like, well, fuck, man, I got to figure out a way out. And mm-hmm. like, I'm like, it's gonna take forever to get out of these commitments. These are long term commitments. Right. And then that's when the thought was like, hey, dude. You don't want to be in a hand you drink. That's right. (laughs) There's one way out, boy. Yeah, dude. So, (laughs) But I think, yeah, like, and that's the thing that everyone needs to experience. And, and like, as a sponsor, I don't have to um, save the guy from going through that experience. He gets to learn from it and then come out the other side knowing... Hey, like that—that's too much. I can't do all of that. Or I need to be doing more, you know. And there's what works for me might not work for the next guy. So, like for me, I just—I think my role is just show up and just share my experience, what yeah. I have done and what I haven't done. And the nice part is my willingness to 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 not, or I guess my determinant or my fear or whatever you want to call it to not drink has been strong enough that I stay willing to try different stuff. So sometimes I'm too far in, but, but then I know that I'm too far in and you never know where that is until, until I've experienced it. You don't know until you're there, right? You can't just guess. You have to have the experience. Be like, you know what I think is going to be perfect for me is two (laughs) meetings a week, one sponsee. And that that's going to be the sweet spot. It's like, well, I don't know what it is, but luckily I've been able to, to experience that and having gone through the work you know god has kept me safe and protected and my willingness to just keep trying stuff has kind of yielded lots of life experience for me to figure it out yeah and who would have thought that that's what you do is you actually have to figure stuff out by doing it yeah, and not you, just conceptualize it in yeah. my head you, you know? actually have to do things yeah yeah like, I oh i gotta actually do this stuff and then i figure it out i can't just comprehend something intellectually and and know the answer so and one thing like uh, i was um, jeff and i have um are on a, that um committee for the conference and we, yeah. we had a planning meeting yesterday so we were down there um uh, heading down there and on the way back but on the way down there we were talking about you know like um you know you know just the um sort of the internal condition that we wanted things just to be easy all the time mm-hmm. and um and uh and that that just was absolutely the case for most of my life until probably a year ago Mm -hmm. and um starting to listen to those seals and how they um favor the difficulties right because they understand that is what's making them stronger and that is what's giving them an opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. and like I tried it at first and it would be, it would work okay for the small stuff, but then the other stuff I'd be like, yeah, these guys are fucking crazy. Right. If they had to deal with what I had to deal with. But I've been trying to like implement that a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more in my life. And, and, and by far my attitude towards it is, is way better than when things are difficult. Like, um, it is, uh, I look, towards that with much more favor than i had ever had in my past yeah i'm just not expecting things to be and wanting things to be easy all the time right and um then when they're not being coming resentful and upset and confounded and all of those things Mm -hmm. yeah and i think like for me that is a dramatic part of my my spiritual experience is that psychic change from like everything's hard and it's always happening to me to like life is happening and and things are hard and like that those are opportunities for growth not opportunities that i'm gonna fit you you know what i mean like now i look at things similarly like you do where it's like something hard is coming up this is an opportunity to grow and and i can really see that with other people too you know like um megan finally got her her job offer yeah and and like that's been a six-month thing and she you know it was like I was able to just kind of look at that and be like, that was such a cool experience for her to kind of grow through all of that. And it wasn't easy and it wasn't exactly the way it should have been. And it was hard and she handled it really well. And look, lo and behold, things are going to work out. Yeah. So, but it, whether it would have gone this way or not, she was still getting the growth from it. 
So, yeah. and it's easy to see that in other people. It's sometimes hard to see that when it's happening to me. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like I have to. I'm all the time. I'm like, uh, if you know, like at work, I'm like, hey man, like I'm like having this internal dialogue. I was like, this is just happening. It's got nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. If you weren't in this situation right now, it would be happening to somebody else. Right. So it sure as hell doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. So why are you trying to have a reaction to what the fuck's going on, man? Exactly. Just, just be. Just whatever the thing you're doing right now, man. If you're walking to a house, walk to the fucking house. It doesn't have anything to do with you, buddy. Yep. It's hard, though. Yeah. <laughs> hard well, to and you, practice. you used to tell me, and I, I still can relate to this, is like when something hard is going on, you would look at it and go, if this was happening to Kyle, would I feel the same way that I feel right now because it's happening to me? And the answer is usually no. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm having a rough go at work today. If Aaron was having the same day, would I really be that offended or frustrated? No, I'd be like, that sucks, dude, move on. Yeah, bummer, but, man. But when it's happening to me, it's like my life is falling apart, yeah. you know? And it's like, that's an easy perspective thing for me to think about. And I still do that a lot. It's like, if I'm having a rough day at work or something's going wrong, it's like, if this was happening to someone else, would I be as emotionally invested and as I am right now? The answer is no. And it's like, well, then I probably don't need to feel that way just because it is happening to me. Yeah. So... It's uh, it's it is tough to put into practice though. Yeah, like I had read, like um, this is again though, like where where I get where I do get opportunities to grow in life, where like it's sometimes like so it's like this. I've been doing really similar workouts that I was doing at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. and I'm not um, burning as many calories doing those workouts, mm -hmm. and it's because my heart rate is better because I'm in better shape, right. and so now I can put forth the same amount of output and not burn as many calories, which means is it's a good indication that I need to increase the intensity of my workouts. Right. But it's like that in life too, like um, certain things that happen all the time at work. I learn I've learned how to deal with now, and mm -hmm. I'm okay with those. And then when they come up. Up, the shit i used to freak out about i don't freak out out about anymore because i've had the experience and learned that it's not necessarily not necessary for me to react to the situation right and then so i'm in a pretty good space with that and then a new one came up this week and i was like fuck and i called you mm -hmm. called a bunch of people to do a 10 step yeah and uh, you know for being a junkie for a guy that just walked around with a felonious amount of opiates on him all the time and mm -hmm. Uh, broke a lot of rules i'm at heart a rule follower and so i had yeah, you are yeah and so i more than anyone i know yeah and so i had essentially had uh like two different two opposite standing orders one at work one was like you know a verbal order that uh, you finish under a certain amount of time regardless of what and then the second one was you you always finish all of your work every day and i could only do one of those things and so i was trying to get some direction from my employer <laughs> on which one i should be doing and i couldn't get a response from them and i just was fucking freaking out and i texted uh, a co-worker and i was like i don't know what to do and he was like you work as directed and i was like my dude yeah, i was so getting two directions i was like i will if i could get a fucking direction <laughs> you know and so i'm just like completely wrapped up in fear over that thing at work this week and right. i'm freaking out and so finally i'm like i gotta do a 10 step because i'm at this point i'm in the unemployment line in my head mm -hmm. i've done the wrong thing i've gotten fired i've shamed everybody <laughs> right like i'm just right. so far down the rabbit hole i can't think about anything else so i call go through the list finally get him a hold of my old sponsor and uh and do the 10 step with him and he's like you know and he was like yeah that is that is that is definitely frustrating man but mm -hmm. you're just you know it's nothing you know what 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 has ever happened in the past with that and i was like oh i usually just get an answer and he was like yeah and so now as soon as i got off the phone with him i got a message back and they told me what to do and i was like oh okay right and then i was immediately better but for like <laughs> fucking two hours prior i was losing my goddamn mind oh, that's my awesome. whole point of that whole fucking story was is like uh this was just you know like i learned how to deal with all of these situations at work and then this was a new one and now um I know how to deal with this situation and it might go i'm sure if this happens again i'll get some anxiety over it but the more experience i get dealing with these things then uh the more practiced i become and the more life becomes not a big deal right and i think what i'm thinking about is why it's why like uh our program is so 
wrapped around the principles and not so much situations because like the principles are always going to kind of manifest and that's my job is to just try to practice though you know what i mean and like i'm always going to be falling short and life is always going to have a new experience that i'm not comfortable with but the principle underneath it is is still there you know and so then it's just like okay how do i find the right principle yeah and it's like get clear you know practice some honesty uh you know ask for direction you know whatever it is is like that'll work in any situation and so then for me the the situ it takes some of the sting out of the situation itself does that make because then it's like it's okay it is a new experience and it's hard for me to to really grasp it understand what's going on but i also know that every other time a situation like this has ever arose like you said i got some direction finally yeah and it's like so then it kind of takes some of the sting out of it but it takes the action from you to to get back to that it's because the spirit, the the principles are universal, right? Yes. They're spiritual in nature and they're universal, exactly. Which is the beauty of it, right? Yes. And like, um, I think that the founders of the fellowship were 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 pretty inspired by a guy named Emmett Fox. That mm-hmm. was, um, if you've never read that book, uh, um, Sermon on the Mount. Like mm-hmm. we, we, in fact, when um, um, Dan Dan gets to live life. Um, was my sponsor he as soon as we got done through the steps he gave me that book mm-hmm. and he was like here this was this was our literature before we had a literature i remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah and i was like oh all right and i read that and um but like uh it's the beauty of you know uh, metaphysics and just being able to practice apply these universal principles into each situation regardless because the situations are always going to manifest differently. I mean, obviously not. Sometimes they manifest the same, but like same or different, the principle that I can apply to them remains the same. Yes, exactly. And, and what's cool about like what I've been thinking a lot about is like as a sponsor, like that's the, that's the knowledge that I have. I don't necessarily know how to handle all these situations that someone is going through Fuck no. you know what i mean it's like dude i i don't know like i haven't had that experience or i don't know because you know mine ended badly when i did have it, you know or whatever but it's like the principle that i that i have found that thing i that's the knowledge i have and the experience that i found is by using those so then it kind of translates to whatever is going on yeah and when i figured that out and realize like I don't have to have the answers or the exact same experience as this guy to still be able to f- share the solution that I found from from the principle of it. It it makes it a lot easier. Dan again the same Dan uh, Dan gets to do life today would talk to me about those and and he would talk about to me like what is my responsibility in this situation and I was like you know it'd be like it would be an example would be like my responsibility in this situation is to bring compassion to the situation my responsibility is to bring understanding to this or maybe what this person needs is validation people love to be validated you know like simple compliments or understanding like so in each situation it wasn't about like what i was supposed to say or do but it was what principle can i bring to the situation exactly and then then like the the realm of the spirit is working and we're not just relying on my experience or or if i'm calling my sponsor his experience it's that i'm bringing a principle to the to the problem and then figuring out what happens you know yeah it's a relying upon god for the outcome because again like and and we talk about the prince the program a lot or we try to and we talk about these things but sometimes when i was thinking about it this week sometimes i think i undersell the god portion of the program because the god portion of the program is the program right right? it's the only thing of the program i'm doing all of this in in order to have a relationship with a power greater than myself that will do for me for me, what I am unable to do for myself, right? Yes. I lack the ability to uh, leave opiates alone, mm-hmm. right? I cannot. I cannot sanely ever deal with that situation, right? Right. I need something. If I had the power to do so, we talk about that. So I have to enlist that power. But this is what that power looks like working in my life. Yeah. I do all this action. I take all these things, and then I take these principles that were given me to me, and I apply them, and that spiritual action, right? And yeah. and you and I have discussed quite a bit on the podcast like a spiritual malady and the spiritual malady for me is my inability to apply those spiritual principles into my life 
Like, I don't have the ability to do that on my own. I didn't even know that that was something... You know what I mean? It's yes. not like I I was consciously making the decision a lot to, to not apply one of these. It was like I didn't even have that as an option for yes. me. And yes. so for me, going through the steps and, you know, having this spiritual experience is it's opening that door to me. So now that... now where I used to only have my my solutions and my thoughts and my actions, now I have like this spiritual, I think our literature calls it a toolkit, mm-hmm. that I can like, this is a way to handle this that is so much different than what I had. And then I start reacting to life and acting in life differently because of those. And like, to that point, it's why like the things that I did prior to arriving here, I'm responsible for, and I have a responsibility to go try and repair that damage that I've done. But it's also why I don't get to beat myself up too bad for those things because I was just simply unknowing. Yeah. You know, if you've been living in the dark your whole life, how, how can, how can one know that there's anything else out there beside that? Yes. So what happens is then I get here and I'm offered this new way of life and Mm -hmm. then I'm shown the light and then I do have a responsibility in these things now that i've been shown them and hopefully i've been hooked up with that power source and that you know our book talks about it in a lot of different ways but one of the ways is a is a hidden inner resource that i get to tap into and uh and i get to use that and apply that and take that intuitive thought and combine it with those spiritual principles that start coming to me and then 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 i do have the responsibility from that point on to take this way of living that I've been shown and take it out into the world and to affect the world in a positive way with this thing, right? That's the whole fucking thing I'm supposed to be doing here. Exactly. Right? I'm supposed to carry this message and I'm supposed to practice these principles in all of my affairs. Yes. Simple. I do all of that work to get to this point to then go out and, uh, you know, touch the world in a positive way. Yeah. That's what a recovered person i see him i see him do that right. I see you do that i see jeff do that i yeah. see you know a lot of the guests that we've had on the show do that in their daily lives absolutely yeah well and i was going to ask you megan and i were talking about this the other day and like i'm like what i she asked me she said do you think that this is has anything to do with you getting healthy and like what i'm seeing is like my my family is starting to and not starting i shouldn't say that but my family i'm maybe i'm just noticing it but they're starting to take some action and start like living in the realm of the spirit more like my mom's been doing emdr a bunch and we talked for like an hour and a half on friday i went over there and we just talked for like an hour and a half and like she's growing and doing all of this stuff that and and then my brother was to, I was talking to him on Friday and and he's asking me about like books and you know like I'm people around me are starting to 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 do the same thing you know what I mean and it's like like you were saying like I think that's the beauty of being having a spiritual experience is like the way I'm living life or the way you're living life you bring that to the world and other people see that it's the it's the ripple effect right yeah but the thing is is prior to being here we had the ripple effect on folks all right yeah exactly right? it was we the opposite we're in, <laughs> infecting them with hurt and sickness and hard feelings and you know Fear. shame and yeah just yeah. all of these things right just because we were just completely uh oblivious to the way we were we were so consumed with self and and, and survival that uh we just went around the world and we just fucking wrecked shop right the, exactly. the tornado that the book talks about mm-hmm. right and so like as a result of that then I mean, I I don't know if I have a responsibility to, but it might be a good idea to spend this time that I have now. I mean, when I sit back and really think about the opportunity that I've been giving, I really do need to be packing some shit into the stream of life. And, yes. I, and, and I have a lot of years ahead of me. If you want to chalk up the years that I spent um, being chaos in the people's lives around me and just being a taker and taking taking like i have a lot of years ahead of me of growing and uh affecting the world with positivity to uh even the scorecard right well and like i'm inspired by people you know what i mean and like see like you your dedication to your your overall physical health and and your dedication to to your to your fellowship like those are things that I steal from you on a regular basis. You know what I mean? And then like it's 
people being around people that are like packing into the stream of life inspires me to want to pack into the stream of yeah. life. And then I've, I guess I haven't really had that thought that I am, I have the ability to do that mm. for other people. Cause I, I see other people inspiring me and like my brother inspires me, you know, he just got this new job and like he's doing it. And like, I would have gone into that job guns ablaze and knowing exactly what I was going to do and blah, 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 and had a plan and all of this. And he's like, doing it much more humbly than I would have. And I've been really like watching him do that and been inspired by it. So I think it's cool to um, people that are packing into the stream of life. It it has a positive effect. And I guess I've only ever identified all the chaos and whirlwind I brought to people's lives. So that makes sense. And like, uh, and I guess it's probably the same. Like I see it, I see it with you all the time, right? Mm-hmm. I see um, the kind of employee you are and the kind of son you are and like how, how um, busy you are. And um, like one of the coolest things that you do is take your dog running all the time. Yeah. Like that, uh, I always, when I see people running with their dogs, this is sound weird, <laughs> but I'm like, I just, I'm like, there's a person that loves its dog. Yeah. They're enough. They're, they're willing to take their dog running. Cause, uh, I've got a couple dogs and they're not the kind you can run with. Right. I put them on my back. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? yeah but, you throw them in a poncho, dude. Yeah. So we, we do have chest carriers. Yeah. So oh, that's just, what I mean. Yeah. I could just, I think I'd rattle them to death. Though, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, uh, you know, and, and do that. And, and like the, team player that you are at work like i don't have that attitude at work i'm mm-hmm. like it's me versus them is yeah. how it is you know and mm-hmm. so uh i guess it just probably is uh able to uh e- easier to see that in other people but probably humbling then when you start to realize wait a minute these people are coming to me they're, right. they're seeking out me to have these conversations with and yeah. share these things things with or these life moments with and i guess that's probably when you start to realize well maybe maybe that the tide has turned and i am offering things now if people are seeking me out yeah and and you know it's just it's easy to see it in other people it's really hard to think that anybody like i'm doing anything for anyone and i'm not saying i am i just mean like it's like for you i can see the husband you are and i can see that the amount of work that you put in on on your life and the amount of what I like is the amount of work you put in around your house and like I I don't have that right now and so like there's things you know like you love working on projects around the house you love doing things for Amber when you can like I it's I can see it in you too but then it's like I don't know if you see those things in yourself and you're like damn and like this is kind of a a different errand but it's it's just interesting to have conversations and be inspired by other people and then realize that you're having an impact on people too even yeah. if it's one person you yeah know, yeah it's just a crazy thing because just again and i'm not trying to beat a head dead horse here but the the impact you know that i was having on people wasn't wasn't good yes uh just the amount of worry i can't even imagine that i caused the people around me i can't even imagine what amber was thinking and and like she's again she mentioned possibly being on the podcast you, again you. um and i was like well you better hurry like i don't know things are moving and shaking in people's lives i don't know i don't know you you know you better you better make up your mind and right. get after it um but like uh she had left me you know um <laughs> and which was the most loving thing she could have done now she didn't Mm. do it for me she did it for her because she couldn't sit there and watch that shit anymore right but she had to stop over at the house and i remember this she had to stop over the house and i was just waiting for monday so i could go to mexico and she comes in and she goes to grab something out of the china cabinet and opens it up and there's just a fucking shit ton of needles sitting in there Mm. and i had them separated and i was like these are the ones that i haven't used and these are the ones i've used and this is the jar i'm putting in to safely dispose of them i'm safe amber i know exactly what i'm doing right right and she was just fucking mortified oh my god yeah i'm so fucking proud of myself for being a safe junkie and she's like this motherfucker's gonna overdose before he gets to fucking mexico right like the kind of worry that i instilled in the people around me like Mm. i have an obligation now that god has given me this opportunity that i did nothing to earn to go out and be a fucking you know like sobriety is not enough it's just not exactly not for me and i know and hell i talked to 
you know somebody that's been on the show that and she was like you know when my when my dad stopped drinking he stopped fucking being violent and beating the fuck out of us and he was never you know he was never a saint but for me sober was enough because Mm -hmm. he wasn't beating the fuck out of the people in his life so i'm not knocking on sobriety not you know what i mean yeah but like i have had the full understand i haven't i've had some understanding of the negative impact i've had on people right i have a responsibility to then continue to be a decent fucking person yeah and live differently yeah for like the the rest of my time you know yeah and that's the thing that uh it's like more so now the conversations or the the like talking to my mom for an hour and a half about like life stuff that was never a thing that i've done before yeah. you know it's not the big things right it's the little it's things that type of yeah. thing it's not like this giant obvious attempt like oh i did this giant grandiose (laughs) attempt to make things right with my mom it's like no i just four and a half years into my recovery i get to have a conversation with my mom for an hour and a half and we both get a talk and then like hug afterwards and just like be a son and like a, a person that can listen and and understand and you know i don't know those are the things that i get to do and i don't ever like that conversation doesn't make things right with my mom but it does kind of continue to lay in the groundwork that i'm i'm living differently that circuit speaker that was the one that told me to start the mm-hmm. fellowship like yeah. i heard him talk about in one of his speaker tapes um that his sponsors tell him all the time that god's in the pots and the pans yeah know? right exactly. it's down in the trenches it's down in the dirty it's not in the huge grandiose gestures and those things it's like it's down where nobody's looking and nobody's, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I what a gift to be able to do that stuff today and live that way. And you know, I uh, I went into work for a few hours today, and my brother was like, "Hey, man, if you're going in, let me know. I'm gonna go in too." And then he like he came in, and you know, we were both working and doing our own thing. But it like I was able to go talk to him a few different times, and like, I don't know, for us to spend any amount of time together was a foreign concept, and. Um, now you know he's one of my best friends and we talk regularly and it's just uh that's not what i would have thought is like oh making things right with my brother but it's like that that is the the big things yeah so absolutely yeah it's cool i'm gonna pee my pants let's call it dude we have an instagram recovered af podcast yep we already talked about shoes will be on it yeah i'll throw the picture of them up we already talked about uh the the gmail but it's recovered af podcast at gmail.com i'm gonna reach out to a dea dea agent and see if we can get him on the show it would be cool to get again we'd like to get a, a wide variety of perspectives um so i'd sort of like to hear what he has to say about it you know most his personal story and then if we have time then maybe get into what he does for a living yeah and uh, and then we've got uh, myra that's coming up that Mm -hmm. we started with today and couldn't finish with and so uh uh, i don't know maybe get some other maybe get some variety in here i think yeah absolutely we'll try to maybe i think we should get someone not drug or alcohol related again and i think i have the person okay it's megan goes and sees this lady who does a lot of energy work and stuff okay. and she she's like really big into like living a holistic healthy life and she would be awesome to be on sounds here. like so, hippie bullshit perfect i'm excited so <laughs> all right thanks for listening